Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Carlita, and I'm at 2016 South by Southwest with Cody Chestnut. What's going on today, Cody? Life and celebrating the gift of uh, creativity. Yeah. Yeah. So you having a good time at South by Southwest so far? Yeah, fantastic. Um, as I said, we had a, uh, a show earlier today, and we had one last night. It's been great, you know, sharing the new material. I'm, I'm working on my new album now, My Love Divine Degree. And um, today was, well, yesterday was about really te testing the mixes and see how they translate and connect. But uh, it's been fantastic. So what's the theme behind this new record? Uh, divine love and uh, the power of it uh, in every facet of life. Um, but my aim with this record is to restore the, the human family. Uh, you know, you can perceive a lot of imbalance in the universe right now. And I understand the power of the vibration. So I'm using that vibration to restore the human family, starting with black culture, the, the African base first, and then spreading out. Nice. So I noticed that you're working on this record with Rafael Sadiq. So how's the experience been so far? Fantastic. Um, and it wasn't planned that way. Um, originally, I was supposed to just be there to, to mix the record. Uh, but he's such a gracious host. You know, he would come in and say, whatever you need. And so one day, um, I needed a bass line. Uh, for a song and he was like cool no problem I'll knock it out and he wound up playing my bass on two tracks so um, you know and everyone respects him and knows that he's put in amazing work so it was a true honor and privilege privilege to have him even you know to be open open to the idea right. yeah that's dope so let's take it back can you remember your first musical memory uh, it would have to be one of two things playing drums on books like making a drum set on the bed, mm -hmm. you know, and playing to my uncle's soul records. That were, uh, his bedroom was right next to the room I was in when I was a kid in my grandmother's house. And um, he would play these amazing records. I remember Shaka Khan for some Rufus and Shaka Khan. Mm -hmm. And I, I can imagine, um, I can still see myself playing drums on the bed to the songs. Mm -hmm. uh, that and when I first learned how to play uh, piano, uh, Easy Like Sunday Morning on my uncle's upright piano that he would practice classical music on. Nice. Yeah, those are my two earliest memories, yeah. That's dope. So let's take it to your teenage years. If you could hypothetically throw a music festival at 13 years old, <laughs> who would play? Well, of course, Michael Jackson's going to lead, you know, that's the Headliner? Lead. Yeah, the headliner. Mm -hmm. um, at 13, let's see who else we got coming in. Uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Uh, who was around 13 that really moved me? Let's see. Minnie Ripperton. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was a... Uh, man, she was such a light. And I remember at that age, between 10 and 11, being crazy about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are the three things. My mom would clean the house up all the time during that period to Teddy Pendergrass, you know, Stevie Wonder, all of Motown, actually. But those are three things, you know, for sure. And they obviously had an influence on your music. Absolutely. i got to put Marvin Gaye in the lineup. Okay. Yes. Can't leave out Uncle Marvin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Dope. So, how did you first connect with The Roots? Um, the story is that um, right when I put up my first record, um, we started underground. Um, I had this uh, sampler, the CD sampler that I used. We were selling at the shows. And it began to circulate underground. And some kind of way it got into the hands of um, a known journalist, Dream Hampton. You mm -hmm. So it got into Dream's hands 
by way of ish from Diggable Planets. Mm. And so the story goes that Dream and Quest were driving together somewhere one day, and she mm. was playing the, the sampler, and, and Quest was like, well, who is that? And they had a competition, you know, who could find the, the, un the underground artist first, you know. Mm. And uh, so she told him, well, I'm not going to tell you. So the story has it that she pulled into the service station to get some gas, and when she went out, when she got out to go pay for the uh, gas, he peeked over in her purse <laughs> and looked at it and found out it was me. Mm. And at the time, we had our contact information on it. And uh, so he reached out, his people reached out and wow. um, set up our initial meeting, which was uh, at a studio in L.A. Um, we tried the first take of the seed. Uh, for some reason, it didn't connect that time. We ran out of time or something, I don't know. But the second time, it clicked. We were in New York at... Um, Jimi Hendrix studio, Electric Ladyland. Yeah, the magical, yeah, you know, the whole Aquarian you know, place. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, yeah. it came together at the, right, at the right place, and that's how it all began. Oh, that's nice. So what was the best thing about working with them? Um, growing musically, you know, uh, finding comrades that were sincere about the art. You know, that's one thing that everyone loves and respects about the music, they, about the roots. They truly respect music. They're music lovers. So that was the first thing um, to to become um, you know a part of that movement, and then to have the international exposure that they allowed me to experience. You know that that song went around the world and, and changed my life. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, you were nominated for MTV VMAs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you go to the show? I was I was at that show actually. Yeah. So how was that experience? It was great. It was, it was cool. You know, like anybody else, you know, you grew up seeing that stuff on television. And all of a sudden you're there, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and it was amazing to just to see the journey, but at the same time, you know, the the illusion, the bubble popped. Like, okay, it's just a production, it's people, you know. It's it's not all this stuff you think it is when you're looking at it from the other side, you know. Yeah, right. But you know, I truly appreciated the experience. But by that time, I was really studying the the show, you know, like peeking behind the curtain, like okay, this is what it this is what it really is, right. you know. So I would no longer have to think about that when I was creating, you know. I, it was really like just, okay, I see what this is all about. Now let me just focus on the work. And if I experience this again, that's cool, but right. I don't have to work just to get here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just people in a room doing what they do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, you were also nominated for the shortlist prize. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Uh, I remember the, that a concert one night, um, celebrating some of the the people that have been honored. And um, that particular night that I performed, Pharrell, uh, well, NRD, they were just now, they were, they were, they were just kicking off, you know, mm -hmm. playing out live. And I have this amazing memory of, I just finished my songs, and as I was walking, as I was leaving the stage, Pharrell was sitting on the drum riser listening to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, paid love and respect and said he enjoyed the music. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely done that. Like, he'll seek out people, you know. You have no idea that he's a fan of yours. I've definitely heard that before. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful to see, you know. And I hadn't really gotten that much off into their work, but I, I did respect his creativity, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, that was beautiful. And it's always great to, to, to meet fellow artists and have a, um, a, a mutual appreciation, you know. Uh, we inspire each other. 